welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back, another week, another edition of Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you. As always, Thomas, how are you doing? Man, even I am tired. I don't know about you, but it feels like it's about Wednesday. It's Monday night, so yeah. We got a long week ahead, but what, only four more, and then what, you're almost done, right? Yeah, I mean, we're headed down the home stretch. That's how you know we're headed down the home stretch is when basketball season ends. Right. So It's the first. It's April Fool's, so yeah, I should have come up with a good April Fool's joke. I don't know. Too late for that. We should have said uh, states in the Final Four. I don't know. April that would Fools. not have been a good one. No? No, that would have been terrible. No, I think you would have laughed. Uh, maybe. Probably not. Maybe. He would have laughed for sure. Uh, anyway, um, so we'll talk a little bit. Um, spring football, women's basketball, probably dive into some baseball. Um Going to try to keep it short this week, so it'll probably end up being like 40 minutes. But, <laughs> that uh, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll go ahead and start with men's basketball. Um, we've talked about the refs a lot. Yeah, we have. We have. Especially at the beginning of the season, the yeah. beginning of uh, beginning of ACC play. Season. So, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm just going to be honest. I thought the, thought the officials were the reason NC State lost the game, but it's an NIT game, so I'm not going to air my grievances about it. That goaltending and following technical foul was the two worst calls I've ever seen. Right. I mean, four four points right four there points without swing. State even touching the ball. And State would have gotten the ball uh, after the block shot. Right. Instead, uh, Lipscomb gets two points and then And the then ball. two more off the And then tech. two more off the technical. So. Uh, it only took Kevin Keats, uh, what, 30 games, 38 games to get a tech, or not 38, but however many it was. No, he's gotten techs before. Not this season. He hasn't? Not this season. It's uh, crazy. But anyway, I thought NC State played well. I thought Lipscomb played well. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. It was oh. maybe the best game I've seen. By far, in the person. play from Torin Dorn and then um, Garrison Matthews on the other side. Just yeah. two players, great ball players going at it. And you really wanted to see the, the ball players decide the end. Um, unfortunately, you got a little bit of help from the officials, but oh well. A little bit. A lot. Just, okay. A yeah. lot. I was trying to keep it, you know. Yeah, well, no need to do that. Um,. Uh, but Lipscomb was a really good team, and yes. I said I said retaped the podcast that night. I said I thought State would lose, and really once the game started, and State pretty much had that, you know, they would be up by two or three, and then they'd be up by six or seven, and back and forth all night. Um, once the game kind of got into a rhythm, I felt like State would would find a way to hang on because that was that's what they had done, the first two NIT games, right. and then. Uh, Obviously, it didn't hap- happen. Like I said, Lipscomb was a lot better than the first two teams State played. Right. And the game was pretty close, and State won two games that came came down to the wire. Um, there's not really – I mean, I talk about one-run games in baseball, how they're just coin flips. And, you know, basketball, they're usually one-possession games, but, like, you can have a seven-point win that is actually a one-possession game. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like – like Louisville, for example, State came down with a minute left and had the ball and was t- about to take a shot for the lead. Like, that's really going to go – that's not going to go in the book as a one-possession loss, but in reality it was. Right. But anyway, the first two games were one-possession wins of the NIT, and you flip it back. Like, you flip a coin, you won two times in a row. You know, third time, it's kind of the time. Like, you're right. if it evens out, you're going to lose. Yeah. And I felt like that was what happened. I'm not really upset about it. Um, you know, I've never been – I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm too high and mighty for the NIT, but 
really the only part I was upset about was uh, that that's just not how, aside from the refs, that's just not how Torn Dorn deserved his career to end. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, Lipscomb was a good team. I think going to New York means a lot more to them than it does to NC State. Agreed. I really do. Yeah. I mean, Lipscomb probably doesn't play in front of more than two or 3,000 fans all year. Um, and then to get to go to play Madison Square Garden, that's cool, pretty cool for them. Like, NC State's going to be okay. NC State plays in the Barclays Center every other year, you know. Right. Went down to Miami a couple times this year, you know. Yeah. It played in it played in Charlotte, uh, you know. It, it State will be fine without going to New York, which that's all it is. It's a reward for your long season. And I feel like Lipscomb, it's more rewarding for Lipscomb than it would have been for NC State. Not to say it wouldn't have been good for NC State, but right. I just thought it was more significant for Lipscomb. Yep, agree. Got anything to add? I just I don't understand. You know, you're in the NIT and could be your last game, could not be your last game. And Markel Johnson, obviously, those two quick fouls again for what the third straight game. I don't know. Yeah. So only played. I think it was it was barely four minutes. Yeah, Maybe it, it was, wasn't it a was, lot. It wasn't a lot. And then he plays almost the entire second half with with not picking up a foul. And so at what point do you start to uh, take your chances and maybe let him pick up that But third? State was doing okay without him. Right. I was about to get this crazy that State was up nine at halftime and yeah. Markel Johnson hadn't checked in the game in 15 minutes. Yeah. And if you're State, you're like, oh, our best player's been sitting on the bench for 15 minutes. You feel pretty good about yourself. And then right off the bat, that nine-point lead was, was two points, what, a minute into the second half? Yeah. It but was Markel crazy, was so. back on the floor at that point. It was crazy. So I, I agree with you. Like, sitting a player with two fouls isn't – isn't just something you should automatically do. Like, it depends right. on the player. And a point guard, like Markel, he's less likely to pick up fouls. Right. Um, but really, that didn't uh, that didn't really affect the game because, like we said, State w- w- played really well in the first half without him. Um, but, yeah, that, that was really unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it just sucks that the refs are so involved. But the atmosphere was incredible. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that, that – that's pretty much it for that one. Now we can pretty much wrap up the season. We've had about a week to digest it. Um, when you look back on the season, what what are your first thought? 2018-19 NC State basketball team, first thought. I mean, I think it felt a lot like last season, except you didn't get those any wins over top five AP team, at least at the time. We know Arizona dropped off the radar a little bit after State had beaten them at the beginning of last season. So, but you didn't beat Chapel Hill and you didn't beat Duke, and honestly, that's pretty much the only difference I can find. I don't know about you. Uh, see, I completely disagree. Fair enough. I thought, um, I thought. well, first of all, State wasn't good enough to beat those teams. Like, Al right. Freeman and Omir Yurtsevin were better than anybody on this year's team. Right. And that's what allowed State to win those games. Um, other than that, I feel like State was a much better offensive team last year than they were this year, and they were reversed defensively. They were much better defensively this year, and that's important to me. I talked about it last week. State has to reach a certain point in the Ken Palm rankings to reliably make the Sweet 16, right. where it wouldn't be considered a Cinderella run. I'd say top 20, top 25. That's where State has to get defensively, and really overall. Yeah. But I'm not too worried about the offense. No, no, no. Um, and so State made huge strides. We talked about it last week. State jumped over 50 spots this year in the Ken Palm rankings. And, and if you look at the Ken Palm rankings – you know, State, I, I haven't looked to see where State finished up. But, um, like, you have the two games against UNC and Virginia Tech, which which, which were historically bad games. Right. And um, to me, that's just – like, those are outliers. Yeah. And those two games dragged down 
each of your rankings. So State finished up 34th on offense and 62nd on defense. So they, they dropped 12 spots defensively uh, after the Lipscomb game. Um, so there you go. But either way, it's still big strides, you know. Um, so to me, that's, that's encouraging. Uh, last year was year zero. Right. And, you know, it was the same thing with Dave Doran. The year before – Ah, excuse me. You're excused. Dave Doran. Dave Doran's first year, he had nothing. Nothing, right? No talent at all. That's a year zero. You can't hold that against him. He went 3-9, right. 0-8. Every time people bring up Dave Doran's ACC record, I don't hold that year against him at all. Yeah. Like, just go ahead and take eight losses out of his record. It was not his fault. It was the same thing as last year, except State was good. You get what I'm saying? It was just that was just a team put together at the last minute, right. and Keats had to figure out a way to make them good, and he did a great job of it. This year, you know, he had brought in a couple transfers. He had brought in a couple, well, just one freshman played, but you get what I'm saying. It was more his players. Like there were only two players left over from the Mark Gottfried era at this point, and they weren't scrambling together to put everybody around him. Right. So I feel like it was a year one. It was a good foundation year. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. You know, State's got to make some improvements, obviously. Defensively, 62nd is, is better, but it's not good enough. Right. They've got to jump another 40 spots if they want to be a Sweet 16 team next year, unless you just get hot like Auburn. But, uh, and then offensively, I, I don't really know where to go offensively. What do you think about the offense? Yeah, I mean, at times it just seems it stalls. Obviously, we've seen that yeah. all season. And it seems that there's the, the entire second half, the go-to is the Markel, just ISO, top of the key, and just hope the ball goes in the basket somehow. Right. And it seemed it seemed to work enough, obviously, to to at least get to the NIT, um, and when it worked at times, right? Five hundred percent of your or whatever, fifty percent. Well, <laughs> I'm going I'm going bananas over here. Half of your conference games, how, we'll go with half, right? So, you know, um, but other than that, the three point shooting was either decent or just awful. So altogether. Yeah. At times it was good. At times it was – most of the time it was, it was awful. So you can't rely on the three ball um, unless you know well, you're going to make them, unless you're Auburn. I don't know. That's, so. not, that's not the way the game is. Yeah, no. I, I think offensively, um, State – there's two ways to be successful offensively. One is to just play ISO, basically. It's what they do in the NBA. Right. A lot of college teams do it, right? Like Duke does it. I mean, State that, – and that's what State does. The other one is your ball movement, Yeah. where you're just going to focus on moving the ball. If you don't move the ball, you're not going to play. That's what teams like Chapel Hill right. and Virginia do, and they do it an awesome job of it. So State's, State's idea is to run the Duke thing, you know, where, where you just ISO, and that's where Markel comes in because he's State's best ISO player easily. And I think that's where State fell short offensively this year is they didn't have enough players who could do – who could – win a one-on-one right. battle. He had C.J. Bryce, who was, who was good, right? He was a good jump shooter. Right. Um, he could get you a bucket every now and then. But other than Markel, there was not a good one-on-one player no. on the team. And the State just didn't have the ball movement to make up for it because that's not how the offense works. Yeah. So moving forward, State's got to either become a better ball movement team or become a better one-on-one. I, I think either is fine. Like, as you get better recruits, it's going to be easier to win – you know, one-on-one right. uh, matchups and, and allow you to score. So um, that's where I think State needs to get better. Is there hope for next year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, assuming Markel comes back, which you really shouldn't assume at this point. Um, 
but you have Jalen LeCue coming in, um, who's who's a borderline five-star kid. Um, he's going to be a great one-on-one -on -one player. Um, the question is, will he do enough defensively to get on the court? Right. Um, you have other guys who you're going to need to develop. Like that's what Keats talked about. He talked about development. Jericho Helms is a guy you need to develop. That's a guy who I think could make some things happen one-on-one. -on -one. Same thing with Devin Daniels. He could make some things happen one-on-one. -on -one. Definitely. They have to get better at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's where the offseason is going to be big. So um, moving forward, next year, we're not going to get to talk about next year because I won't be here, but we'll touch on it a little bit right now. What are your what are your basic thoughts about the roster and what, what should be expected next year? Yeah, I don't. I think it's interesting to see how much the f incoming freshmen. So we've got Jalen LeCue obviously coming in. Like, is he really going to – does he get a starting spot? Well, probably not, but maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. No. You never know. So, um, And then if he takes up playing time, like, who's going – obviously only losing Torn Dorn and Lockett. Well, the Q's not going to play at those positions. So right. who's going to have less time? And you probably don't think it's Markel. So somewhere in the C.J. Bryce, Braxton, Beverly area. Um, yeah, you look for that. And then obviously the big man play. Um Manny Bates coming in after the red shirt. So yeah. does he does does State try to go maybe two big men at sometimes with Thunderbird and Bates or Wyatt Walker in there, or just stick to the three of them rotate in the same position? So those are some different options. You know, if you have to play a bigger team, you can go a little bigger um, and not have to worry about foul trouble as much with um with Wyatt Walker. So hopefully he can do better at staying out of foul trouble in the first two minutes of the game. But I yeah. don't, maybe that's why he starts, just so he can take a long break. I mean, I don't really know. Well, I think that's why Walker started this yeah. year, because Funderburk spent so much time in foul trouble. Right. It was If you start Funderburk, he's going to pick up one foul before there's 15 minutes on the clock, and then you're in trouble the rest of the half. Yeah. So. And, you know, you can live without Wyatt Walker, but Funderburk was your best offensive option inside. Uh, you think think the whole team's going to be back next year? That's a tough question. So. Yeah. I mean, this is basically we're we're speculating. Yeah, I don't so know what, what I don't know what drives transfers from a current roster. Like, is it playing time? Is it just situational? Um, but there are a lot of different options. You know, the week. The I think it varies from player to player. Like oh some yeah. players, it's gonna be yeah. Um, some players, it's gonna be uh, you know, I don't get enough playing time. Sometimes it's I want to be closer to home. Right. You know, so other stuff like that. So, so, there's lots of different options. I think state is in a good place. You know, only losing, um, one key player, you know, Lockett yeah. obviously had to sit out a lot towards the back half of the season. Um, so glad he got to finish out, though. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I don't think Blake Harris and Markell will be back next year. Fair enough. With LeCue coming in, yeah. Braxton Beverly's not going anywhere. Right. I do not see both of them being back. Yeah. And obviously it's Markell's. If Markell wants to come back, he's your starting point guard. That's right. the guy who can lead you to the Sweet 16. Yeah. It, uh, if, he, if that happens, I, I believe that Blake Harris will transfer. Um, if Markel were to leave, I think he would go pro, go make some money overseas, which is perfectly fine. Um, but those are my thoughts. Anybody else who leaves, I, I would be surprised. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole roster and talk about guys, but I'd be surprised if anybody else leaves. Um, State's going to be looking in the grad transfer market. Right. And obviously some late freshmen um, who are on the market. What, what do you think, you know, is there anything State can add from a grad transfer that you think would, would be super helpful? Yeah, I think State needs a tall three-point shooter. Yeah, We saw Braxton just struggled so much in the, the NIT, I think, as a whole, getting shots over defenders. Um, and he's almost like when he goes through his shooting wells, he's turned into almost a secondary ball handler instead of a shooter. Right. 
And so if you can find someone like Al Freeman, obviously Al Freeman did a great job scoring points well, for I, State. So See, I, I don't like that comparison because grad transfers are role players, right? Right. Keats has brought in four grad transfers. Three of them have been role players, Wyatt Walker, Eric Lockett, and Sam Hunt. They're just role players who are going to help you off the bench. And then you had Al Freeman. Al Freeman is the exception, not the rule. So we can you look, what I'm saying? We can look for exceptions, though. I'm just <laughs> saying. You asked me what I would do if I'm yeah, wishing over here. So. Well, sure. If an Al Freeman becomes available, everybody's yeah. going to want him. Right. Right? But, like, do you have a spot on the roster where you go, like, without Freeman, State could come here and say, hey, look, we got nobody. Right? You're going to come in. You're going to get 15 shots a game. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I don't think that's the case this year. You know? So you talk about a grad transfer. Big, completely agree. think State needs to add a shooter. They're looking at Pat Andre out of – oh, I'm going to get this school wrong. Um, I saw it today but don't remember, so. It, it's one of the my smaller schools. Lehigh. Okay. Lehigh. He was like a 42% shooter, um, and he made a lot. Like, he shot a lot and was 42%. High volume, high percentage. That's high the volume, best, right? High volume, high percentage. Yeah. There you go. So I, I think that's going to be – Yeah. Um, the state's bringing him in next weekend, I think. If they can lock that guy down, I think you start to feel a whole lot better. Right. Because um, then you have, ideally, if everybody stays, you have four big bodies with Walker, Bates, Funderburk, and Andre. And Andre and Funderburk could both play the four. Right. So, um, and that would allow you to continue developing uh, Jericho Helms. But, um, you know, if Andre does come in, you know, you're you're adding a big. And he wouldn't necessarily have to start, but, you know, he would immediately become the best shooter on the team. And then if you can get, you know, C.J. Bryson – Braxton Beverly, instead of being asked to be the best shooters on the team, you know, they're the second and third best shooters on the team. So that takes some pressure off them, takes some pressure off off of guys driving in the lane because you're not going to have a big guy just stuck in the lane. Right. So um, that would be a really big pickup for State. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Anything else on basketball? I, I think State should expect to win a tournament game next year. I agree. So, <coughs> yeah. And if you look about it, if you look at the ACC, like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and try to project ACC rosters from next year because you never know. Never know. Duke's recruiting is not where it has been. Assuming they lose their four freshmen, they got some big holes to fill, and they're not bringing in the same type of guys that they have been in the past. Um, UNC, Nasir Little turned pro today. Right. Um, Kobe White is has a decision to make. We'll see what happens. I happen to think he's gonna go pro. Right. I think State would have an argument to be the best team in the triangle. I feel like I'm saying this right now, and it's immediately going to come back to bite me in the butt. It might. Next year. But I feel like State sits pretty. Like, Buzz Williams from Virginia Tech is headed to Texas A&M. Yep. Um, and they've got two seniors. They're two best players. Or, no, no, Justin Robinson was a senior. And then they have another guy who's going to declare for the draft. <coughs> oh, sorry. A little under the weather today. But you got a lot of sh- uh, holes to fill. Louisville had a lot of. Uh, older guys who they're gonna they're gonna be where state was this year. Yeah, yeah, completely new team. So, uh, and then you have Florida State, obviously, who will be there. Virginia, you know, they're gonna be there. I don't know. I don't know about UNC next year if Kobe White goes pro. I really don't. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come back and be a top ten team. But if you look at that roster right now, there's absolutely no way you can tell me that's a top twenty five team. Oh, not after losing what five players. So you've got three seniors this year, little and five Kobe players. White. Your five best players right. too. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. I feel like State sits pretty. State would have a chance to to get into the top four. Yeah, I think they definitely need to. Uh, is it is next year the year that they get Duke twice? 
I think it is. I can't remember. I think it is. Now. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's on that rotation. So you're gonna okay. get you're gonna get Duke twice, and obviously Chapel Hill twice. Well, right now it looks like next year is a good year to get Duke twice. I was about to say you want to win at least two of those four. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. with two of them being at home instead of uh, only one at home like this season. So. Yeah, I, I think top four is is definitely realistic, and like I said, defensively I got to see some strides. Yeah. So, <laughs> and obviously everything changes if Markel leaves. Oh, definitely. Right. So if Markel leaves, I don't know where State goes. If that happens, we'll talk about it. For now, we're just not going to talk about it. Markel's uh, staying as of now, so that's where we're basing our our, yeah. our best guesses yeah. off of. So, but he he is most likely going to test the waters as most guys do, and as you should. Yeah. But no. sometimes it gets a it gets a little nerve wracking when they've been out there. You know, without an agent for a while, and you start getting nervous. That right. happens every year. Yep. But um. So. Uh, spring football's on Saturday. Anything that besides the. The Masters yeah. is the, is next weekend, so. Oh, there you go. That's exciting. So, right. anything besides the uh, quarterback competition in your mind? I haven't looked that far ahead. All I've seen is quarterback competition. So obviously, you want the quarterback to be your best player. So that's where everyone looks. I mean. Yeah. You got Ricky Person coming back. I think he obviously he's not gonna play. Yeah, he's been he's been out all spring. Oh, okay. Who's gonna play running back then? They got a freshman Zonovan Knight. I mean, that's really what the okay. spring game is gonna be about. It's right. gonna be the freshman. Yeah. Who just got to campus, and the uh, quarterback battle. I think you're gonna see some veterans like Jarius Moorhead, Nick McLeod, guys that they know what they're gonna get. I don't I don't know if those guys are gonna play. Right. Um. You got a Mechamezzi and C.J. Riley at wide receiver. I, I think the big thing is going to be the freshmen. Yeah. And, like, I feel like there's going to be some jobs that are going to be up for grabs. Like, State, the 2018 recruiting class, now those guys, they've got a year under their belt, a year and a half for some of them. They're going to be ready. That was a really good recruiting class. Some of those guys are going to be ready to, you know, be – they're going to be ready to push some of the veterans. Um, safety, I think, could have a couple – could have a spot up for grab next to Moorhead. Um, I don't really think anybody locked down the corner spot acro- across from McLeod, you know. Um, who's going to fill Jermaine Pratt's role? That's a big one. State is loaded at linebacker. They're just all young. Yeah. And they got to figure out which one of them are good. Um, defensive line, who's going to replace Darren Roseboro? Who's going to replace Andreas Bryant? Uh, offensive line, I think State's going to be okay at offensive line. Yeah. At, for the first top f- four or five maybe, and then after that it gets a little hairy. Uh, so that's going to be big. you got to develop depth depth along the offensive line. Uh, and then running back, obviously. I mean, Zonovan Knight, who's a freshman, he's he's going to be really good. Right. Yeah. Um, he's a great Ricky person in insurance policy. Uh, but then, like you said, it, it all comes back to the quarterback competition. If State has a good quarterback, they'll be good. Yep. If not, you know. Could struggle. Could struggle. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be Devin Leary. I, I, I saw, agree. I saw so. Devin Leary throw yeah. last summer. And ever since then, I, I just th- I've thought it's gonna be him. He just looks so good. I've, I have not seen Bailey Hawkman throw in person. Same. So. Um, I think we'll learn a lot Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, so. Are you gonna be there? I don't know. I I'll be, I'll be out of town. It. I'll be watching on ESPN. Yeah, we'll see. So. Snuck up fast on that, me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's gonna be the big big story. Um, I, I I don't think you're gonna be able to tell that much. They they scrimmage like every Saturday, right? So I don't feel like this scrimmage like 
This is just in front of the fans. You yeah, have that's some not one where we go, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's not like he if was, Devin Leary yeah, is so was, much better than the other two, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, no. I'm sure they've all had days where they've been better than the others. Um, I think so. when, in my opinion, no one will know until probably the second or third game, really. Uh, yeah, with last these, time they had it figured CU, out by the second yeah, quarter of the first game, which was that's quick. That's fair enough, so. But uh, I expect to see multiple quarterbacks play in that that opener against. Oh, for East sure. Carolina, I expect so. all three. To. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just it think just see, depends on. Sorry, who's gonna come out and actually start the game? But see, I don't even think that really matters matter that much. Yeah. No, because if the first like I think what's gonna happen is first guy's gonna get two drives, next guy's gonna get two drives, third guy's gonna get two drives, and then they're gonna see all right who was the best. Right. And um, so we'll see. I think it's gonna be Devin Leary. Yeah. And and I think state what state needs that quarterback is the it factor. I don't think they had it with Ryan Finley. Yeah. They had it with Russell Wilson. They had it with Phil Rivers, although I don't really remember it very much or at all. <laughs> yep. But they ha- they need a guy who can go down and win a game in the fourth quarter. I think State could greatly benefit from having a three- or four-year starting quarterback. For sure. I don't think State's I mean, you have one think. since Phil Rivers because Russell yeah. only played three years, right? Well, three or four. You said three or four. Okay. But yeah, I, still. I, I just think – like to me, that's what you get, you got to decide. Like, it's gonna be pretty close. All three of them are good players. Right. They're all gonna be good quarterbacks. The question is, which of the three can win a game at, in the fourth quarter? Which of the three, when you go down to Death Valley, which of the three can put you on the t- on the, put the team on your back and give you a chance to win? Right. And you can't figure that out in practice. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So. Um, that's why I think it'll go down to the games, and that's why I, I agree with you. It may take a couple games uh, because it, it may come down to who can win, who can get a game-winning drive in, you know. So we'll see. My money's on Devin Leary. Has been. I'm sticking with it. But uh, I like his arm. We'll see. Next year will be exciting. Yeah, I yeah. do like his arm. And the so. other thing about him is if he was, if he was about two or three inches taller, he would he would have been a five-star recruit, right? Who, who went to Penn State probably. So. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's start to wrap it up here. Women's basketball, we've talked a lot about them. I, I don't have much to add. They, We've talked about it all year. They yep. have a, a very limited ceiling, uh, and obviously Wes Moore got the best out of that group of what he had left. Um, uh, we were both wrong. Iowa was really good, yep. and we didn't know that. Yeah, the top-scoring player in the country. So. Yeah, I feel like we should have known that. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, I thought state shooting might pull them out one game because I thought they shot the ball really well in the first weekend in the tournament. They did shoot the ball really well. That was the problem yeah. with state is they go through such peaks and valleys yeah. offensively, and they went through a peak against Kentucky. They were due for a valley against Iowa. Yeah, I think they had to shoot very well, 50, 60% of the three-point. For sure, yeah. Uh, to, to come close to being Iowa, just their their productivity on offense. So still excellent season, you know, Yeah. with only five, six players, so. High ceiling next year. Yeah, that's for sure. That's definitely for sure. So. If everybody returns, that's that's going to be a really good team. Yeah, definitely a Final Four capable team. Um, but we'll see. Westmore is might be a candidate for the Tennessee job. There's not a whole lot of information about you know the women's basketball coaching searches, but um, he's a candidate there. He's from Tennessee. Yep. Um, and obviously he's done a great job here. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, obviously it would be best. We hope he stays here because he's done such a phenomenal job. But definitely, um, we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then baseball. You texted me on Friday. 
You were really upset that the baseball team lost one game. I don't think I was upset. 25-2 and two isn't good enough for you, huh? I said I was interested to see how they would play needing to win the last two games to win the series. Yeah. Instead no, of winning, instead of winning the first two games and having to play Sunday with the series clinch, so I was interested so how, to see. So how did, did they pass your test? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So, um, I mean, Reed Johnston just that, yeah, that, that was, was very incredible. Impressive. So. And the crazy thing about him is he's got like two pitches, maybe three. Last yeah. year he had two pitches. Right. And he was incredible as a freshman. Yeah. Now he's got a breaking ball to go with his fastball and changeup. And uh, State was able to overcome a bad start from Jason Parker and right. come from behind on Sunday. Uh, Kent Kleiman, who's their best reliever, didn't have his – I was going to say doesn't have his best stuff, but had his worst stuff, really. Didn't have anything. Uh but State was able to pull it out, and the the ability for this team to come from behind is just ridiculous. Right. And uh, that's the type of thing you see in teams that have special seasons, and that's what State's in. But, like we said, whether or not it's a special season is going to come down to how they do uh, in the ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, and if they can win the uh, ACC regular season. This coming week is the halfway point, um, and State, State has a one-game lead on Louisville and Clemson right now. Louisville and Clemson play each other this week, and then Louisville comes to Raleigh next weekend. So it's a big couple of weeks. State plays Boston College this week. Uh, and they play South Carolina and Charlotte tomorrow. Yep. Um, so that should be a fun one. South Carolina is not really that good. But uh, it is, you know, it's an SEC team who's uh, you know, going to be ready to go. So it'll be another good test for State, who's undefeated in midweeks, which is crazy. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, Next week when we don't have basketball, obviously we'll talk a lot about spring football. But we can dive more into baseball there. I'll save everybody my my speeches for that. Yeah, wait till you, you can talk a little better. Yeah. And then you yeah. can rant about baseball. So Yeah, there you go. Still have to find out who's going to be that Sunday starter, but they might keep rotating. I think it's it, going like to be Dalton Feeney. So. Yeah. I do. Um, so. He's coming back from Tommy John. Yep. Threw 55 pitches on Sunday. He wore down quickly. Um, you know, hopefully it's not an injury. But they did have somebody warming up before they pulled him. He threw 10 or 12 more pitches than he had all year. Um, so it wasn't really a surprise to see that happen. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see this week if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, if he is, he'll go back out there. If not, if he doesn't go back out there, it might be a cause for concern. But Feeney's the most talented pitcher State has. And uh, if he's one of your weekend starters, it, it really raises the ceiling of the team. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the Final Four? I mean, it's so tough now. Texas Tech's playing such great defense. Can Michigan State score enough to, to beat them? And then if you get Virginia and Texas Tech somehow in the final, defense versus defense, you know, it might not get out of the 40s. But What was that championship game? Was it like UConn and Butler where it was like – remember that a couple years ago? Butler went back-to-back back years. It was like yeah, less than 50 right? points each. Yeah. Crazy. So I'm sticking with Virginia. I've had I got them in my yeah. bracket. Sticking with them. Uh, we'll see. I also had Texas Tech in the Final Four. Congratulations. Thanks. Credit to me for that. I was in the Ofer Club, so. Yeah, I had Duke and UNC as well. Um, but my reverse jinx worked. So, right. uh, you know, if you see me walking down the street, you can thank me for UNC not making the Final Four. But um, I'll make sure to do that, so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Duke not Duke not making the Final Four is pretty surprising. Yeah. Although you could see it coming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean. Because they should have lost the two games before that. Um, but. I, I just think they didn't peak at the right time of the year. Yeah, like no. that to me, that's what it was about. And teams, UCF kind of gave teams the blueprint to beat them. And uh, you know, 
Virginia Tech and Michigan State were two really good teams. Right. And Duke had been playing with fire the last couple weeks and the last couple games, I guess, and came back to bite them. So, uh, see if Auburn can shoot well enough somehow. Yeah. Uh, beat Virginia. That'd be that'd be pretty impressive without well, O'Keefe. So. Well, Auburn's not really that good because State didn't beat anybody. Remember? Hilarious. Yeah. You're, you're so funny. Yeah. So, uh, you got anything else? No. All right. I'm gonna go take a nap before the Red Sox game at ten. At ten. Where are they playing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was close. Yeah, close. Same. Uh, same state. All right. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Hour. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.